Interest rates are on the rise. If you didn't know, interest rates for the past two years have been extremely low, but eventually the Fed will raise the rate. And check this out. Since the early 2000s, when the Fed has raised rates, it is commonly by just 25 basis points, which is 0.25% is what that means, at a time. But with how hard inflation has hit, the Fed rate was just increased by 50 basis points. And many people think there could be three to seven more interest rate hikes throughout the rest of this year. So in this episode, we're going to talk about why interest rates were low in the first place, why the government is increasing the interest rates, and what that means or the significance of this for the economy. Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. So why does the government increase interest rates? Why don't they just let them be low all the time? Let's first back up and understand that there's what is called a federal funds rate that the federal government basically has considerable control over. And I'm going to stay pretty macro on the federal funds rate and not get into too much detail there, simply by stating that if the federal funds rate goes up, which is technically the overnight lending rate that banks charge one another to buy money, which is kind of a big topic in and of itself, so we're staying at the macro. But when the federal funds rate goes up, it means that things which you may be getting a loan for, like a mortgage on a home where you have an interest rate, auto loan, credit card loans, and so on, the interest rates for those will be going up. But let's stick with the broad question of why does the government ever want to increase interest rates? Why don't they just keep them low? The most common reason it is raised is to combat inflation. The most common reason interest rates are lowered is to stimulate the economy. So while COVID was obviously a terrible pandemic that killed a lot of people, it also had a massive effect economically. I mean, think about how long people were staying in homes or not going out shopping, eating, etc. That's money that generally is circulating in the market that is no longer circulating. This put a ton of small businesses like gyms, restaurants, hair salons, and so on out of business. Money was not being spent and circulating in the economy. And when that happens, the government ultimately is making less money because not as many tax dollars from sales or things being bought, consumer spending, are coming in. So this caused the government to drastically lower the federal funds rate to try and stimulate the economy. When you have cheap debt, what does that do? People start pursuing loans. We saw this in the housing market with homes, uh, businesses, cars, etc. For example, a lot of people were refinancing their properties or homes to take advantage of these low interest rates. Because in some cases, check this out, people who had maybe a 30-year mortgage fixed interest rate, 
refinance to a 15-year mortgage with a fixed interest rate. And because the interest rate was so much lower than their 30-year rate, they actually ended up having a lower monthly mortgage payment. I mean, think about how wild that is. They're paying their principal in their property quicker because it's in 15 years compared to 30 for a smaller monthly payment than the 30-year rate. Now this also, it's a catch-22, it makes the price of a property appreciate or real estate appreciate like we have seen because with cheaper interest rates, a cheaper monthly payment on a $400,000 house could be cheaper than a higher interest rate from before on a $300,000 house. So you can basically afford more because you have cheaper debt. So this is a massive advantage for real estate investors the past few years. We've talked in the past about how inflation is one of the five ways that real estate investing makes money, but those margins have been exaggerated the past couple years. So if you've locked in a fixed interest rate of, let's call it 3%, while the inflation rate is high, and I actually just saw a stat that said it was 8.3% for April, that was the inflation rate, then you are theoretically making 5.3% per month on those numbers just based off of benefiting from inflation. This is why I love fixed debt when it is cheap, but definitely sucks if you're having to pay for the goods that you normally buy at an inflated cost. I mean, I just went into Subway, and it cost me $10 for a 6-inch sub. I hadn't been to Subway in a while, and that kind of shocked me. But I mean, it used to be a $5 foot-long sub not too long ago. That was their commercials, their little jingle that they had, but now I'm paying double the price for half the sandwich. <laughs> But back to stimulating the economy, if someone like a business can get cheap debt, then they start to provide more jobs, increase salaries, which in turn produces more consumer spending, which is what the government is trying to do by lowering the interest rates. This compared to when interest rates go higher and cost of borrowing money is higher, then people are going to be much more conservative. The Federal Reserve lowers the interest rates to stimulate the economy leading up to and during economic downturns like we had with the pandemic from COVID. On the flip side, one reason interest rates might increase are to help steady inflation. It could be increased because the economy is strong to keep businesses and to keep businesses and consumers in check, but right now we're in a little bit different of a scenario. I don't know that you can say our economy is super strong, but rather our inflation rate is so high. The Fed says that they like to target a 2% inflation rate, which I don't know why zero isn't better. But in order to do that, the government will move the federal funds rate, in this case up, to try and steady the inflation rate and achieve their desired 2% rate. So the federal funds rate is one way that the federal government can place its stamp or imprint its stamp, however you say that, on the economy. It's important to note that the feds can't break the cycle of supply. For example, they can't make more houses be available to be sold. They can break the cycle of demand because they can increase the cost to borrow money, which in turn will make people slow down on buying and also level off the prices that assets are being sold at. So the best example I can give through this is the housing market. Lower interest rates 
equal more buyers and investors, but also giving higher real estate prices is the catch-22 of that, while higher interest rates equal lower number of buyers and more cautious investors, in which case the sellers are going to have to tame their asking prices for their real estate. But I believe it's going to take much more than raising interest rates to fix the problem that has been created, though, because I think the issue is that inflation is so bad right now that increasing the interest rates won't really achieve that goal. More is going to have to be done than that. Because the problem right now isn't just the government printing of money for things like stimulus checks, but it's really bad right now because of the shortage on supplies from factories being shut down all the way back to COVID. And when you start to have lower number of supplies, that's going to increase the prices of something. For example, I heard a roofer talk about recently that you're going to have to wait a year if you want to replace a real estate building with a flat roof. I mean, that's wild. Wait a year to get that replaced. What's that going to mean? Well, that means the price of that is going to be higher too. So that's something that isn't necessarily a result of government printing money, but factories being shut down and it put us way behind for supplies that we normally have. So let's take a step back and look at what these increased interest rates that we are going through means for the economy and for you. First, anywhere you are borrowing money where your interest rate wasn't fixed, maybe you're borrowing in the future or you've borrowed in the past and it's not a fixed interest rate, you will feel the effect of this, which is why it's important to recognize the difference between good and bad debt. I mean, even in an example of good debt, we're actually trying to close on a property soon, but the interest rate has gone up. We were supposed to get a 4.25% interest rate, but now that's probably increasing to a 4.75 interest rate, and in turn that diminishes the cash flow. Now one thing the lender is going to help us do is increase our amortization time frame from 20 to 25 years, so kind of levels that off and we have similar amount of cash flow, but that means it will take longer to pay equity or gain equity, I should say, in the real estate deal. So it's going to be also much harder to sell an asset for a top price than it was a couple of months ago because buyers are beware or buyers are cautious now more than they were a year ago. People were just buying at whatever the price was then. Buyers are more cautious because we don't know where these interest rates go and some people have in their plans to refinance in the in a couple of years. So in your underwriting, you have to put a much higher interest rate than you normally would. So with something like real estate, or really all sorts of things, even the stock market, whatever, all sorts of different assets, I would prepare for volatility because it's like stepping into a whole new market where the asset prices have to adjust to the new market conditions and figure themselves out for a bit. So it's important during this time to not panic. As a matter of fact, there's probably going to be good buying times. That's not financial advice, but when there's panic in the majority that could oftentimes present a good opportunity for those with money vision. Now, I should also note that savings account rate or what you're getting from your savings account will also go up. It's not going to be anything substantial if you're holding it with a bank, for example, to where you're really multiplying your money that you've got. But when federal funds rate goes up, things like that go up as well. But second, there are consequences for inflation so right now, the federal government wants to maximize employment, 
but also stabilize inflation. But due to our shortage of supply with so many goods or items, these are going to start to work against each other with interest rates increasing. So the Fed, to me, has really got themselves in a pickle here because inflation has been so bad that they may try and continue to raise the federal fund rate. But what that does is it's actually going to create less jobs, lower salaries, and so on. But the prices of even things like food or asset prices like real estate and buying a home or even rent have already been inflated so drastically and it's hard to get those prices to come back down. So these two forces, so to speak, are really kind of working against each other. And so this is where the danger of a recession can come into place. I think one of the focuses is going to have to be to figure out a way to meet or get the supply to meet the demand. So need more access to supply of oil for gas prices to go down. Need more lumber supply to have a lower cost of a 2x4 or a sheet of plywood. Need that to come down. A lot of factories were shut down from COVID, which lowered the supply. And I think we are going to be feeling these effects for a while. To wrap up this episode... The Fed often has a goal of stimulating the economy with lower interest rates and taming inflation with higher interest rates or to keep businesses and consumers in check with higher interest rates. These higher interest rates will affect the cost of borrowing money, whether it's a mortgage on a home, auto loan, credit cards, and so on. The game we are going to see be played out is going to be how to tame inflation without really crippling the economy. All of this is really one big game that those with money vision know how to play. Inflation and interest rates are metrics that those with money vision know how and when to use. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision U. If this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at MoneyVisionU. We look forward to catching you in the next class.